This is a call to those who want incredible success, but do not necessarily want to get filthy rich. You want to help others, be purposeful, and enjoy all life has to offer. Welcome to the Inbound Marketing Revolution. This is Dow of Inbound with Ion Garlic. Welcome to the Dow of Inbound. This is Ian Garlic, CEO of Authentic Web, and this week we're talking PR. Our guest this week runs a PR agency specializing in health, health, fitness, lifestyle brands, mom brands. She's been named one of the top 10 most successful mompreneurs and has helped brands get in with such with huge names. Um, and magazines and you know, into the hands of celebrities. And I was just looking through it. I'm like, Oh my geez, if I could get my stuff in, in front of those people, uh, I don't, it's worth, it's amazingly valuable. So we're going to have her reveal all her secrets today. And, uh, <laughs> actually she's got a lot of options for not only working with her, but learning from her, uh, Jen Burson. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. That's uh, that's quite the introduction. <laughs> Thank <Thanks>. you. <laughs> um, you know, and one other thing I didn't put in there, you're a recovering attorney. <laughs> that is true. I am. I am a, a 11 years ago re- recovering attorney, never looked back, never fallen off the wagon and gone back. <laughs> you know, I, uh, on a side note, you know, we work with a lot of attorneys. And uh, it was interesting for you to say that litigation I saw in your bio was is was too slow for you and too boring. Yeah. So you must be a, a pretty fast paced person. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And I didn't um, enjoy how long things took and really realized that when I started doing PR on the side and got some immediate results and it felt so good and it had a positive impact on a company rather than being an attorney where your job is basically to try to exhaust the other side's resources first in litigation, you know, it's just kind of like spending resources and not really adding value to a company. Um, and once I kind of realized that I could do a service that actually made a company money and hold tangible results in my hand, maybe three weeks after I, I set out to accomplish them, that was like, okay, I'm done. This other world is too slow. It's a little boring. It just wasn't the right match for me. So, oh yeah, I I, I know that feeling because you know I was in finance and like uh, you're making money, but it's like you're not building something. You don't you don't have any tangible results except for some money, right? Well, money's great, you know. But I realized at that point in my life, I wasn't even home to enjoy this income that I, you know, I, I was 25. I passed the bar. I bought a house in Santa Monica, wasn't married. I mean, I was very fortunate to get to do that. And then I realized I, I had this house that I loved and I was never there and you have this great income. And, um, I didn't have any time to kind of go out and enjoy the hard work that I was accomplishing and the money that I was earning. And it was a little scary. I mean, at the time I was, um, I, I left law at, 27, 28. And I was making, you know, 160 plus thousand dollars a year. And I walked away from that and it was very scary, but it's about your life and the quality of your life and what, you know, you feel passionate about and what wakes you up in the morning and law just wasn't doing it for me. Oh man. And so you got into PR. How did you, you know, you made the leap, but where, what was the point where you're like, you saw that and you're like, if I could just do that, I would love to do that. 
Yeah, that's exactly how um, how it happened for me, actually. So I was working, um, doing both in the beginning. So I had my full-time job in law, and then I started promoting a brand on the side unpaid. I just had this kind of draw and interest in this company, and I, I looked at this brand. It was a fragrance company, and I found it in Europe on my bar trip. And when I ran out of it, I realized, and seeking it out, that it was a U.S.-based company that had very little presence here and really no retail distribution, but it had such a great marketing story and such a great product range. I said to the owner, if you send me a box of products, I will help you promote it and get it into the media and get it into stores. I didn't even know that this was a service that people paid for and I couldn't believe it, but this woman did. She sent me this big, huge box of stuff and I got it in my office. I opened the, opened the box and kind of shut the door and was like, Oh my God, look at all this great stuff and digging through the box. And that excited me more than anything I ever did in law. But for about three months, I was overlapping and I would go to court and argue motions in the morning and then come back and shut the door to my office and try to track down publicists to get my products to celebrities and try to contact editors to get the products in magazines. And once I ended up getting some success in that new field um, and I wasn't even getting paid, I realized that if I could actually earn a living doing this, that I would be happier in my career every day and it would be a much better fit for me. So then I kind of used that the momentum to help um, catapult myself to a paid opportunity. And for me to get to that point, I had to quit my job, um, really focus on the business. I created my company name, got some business cards, and I went out and offered my services for way below market. And I just said to people, if you give me the chance give me three months, let's see what happens and let's grow together. And that allowed me to open the door and try to get some um, examples and, and experience and contacts under my belt. And then I ended up raising my rates to market rate. And um, one of the clients was my very first client. We worked together for 11 years. So we kind of grew together and, um, you know, it was like just a, an amazing opportunity that, you know, I kind of fell into well, yeah, I mean, what a great story. And also, I love that you were just, it's really cool to hear when someone sees something and they're like, I didn't know that was a business. I just wanted to do it. And someone paid me. Uh, that's, I mean, it's a perfect entrepreneur story in that, you know, it shows also the struggle, the chances you have to take and the hard work and, and getting not really paid much at the yeah. beginning, right? Yeah. And also, I would say in the beginning, um, I really felt that I had a great career to fall back on. You know, if if this didn't work out, I could always go back and be a lawyer and I might have to start at, you know, a lower year because you go by like how many years you've been doing it. Maybe I'd have to kind of start over, but at least I knew that I would always kind of be employable. Um, and so it didn't feel like a huge risk. And I just saw very clearly that I was a match for this for this service, whatever it was. And then I started asking around, you know, what is this? Is this advertising? Is it marketing? Like, what am I offering here? And then I realized it was PR. So I started seeking out PR professionals and saying, how can I, you know, charge for my services or should I go to a job at a, at an agency? And I don't know what I was thinking, but I said, no, I'm just going to start my own agency. And I did and um, <laughs> never worked <laughs> in another company, but got pretty lucky that I was able to grow a business, you know, with relatively little experience, but 
you know, some of the skills overlap with, with law. It's about writing and kind of seeing creatively the same set of facts and looking at it from one side and looking at it from the other side. And that really translated to PR. And a lot of hard work. And a lot of hard work. Yeah. A lot of late nights. And, but for me, it was so exciting and I was so passionate about it. And I realized that the more that I worked, the more I put into it, the more I got out. So if I just sent one more email, maybe when I woke up in the morning, I would have one more response that would get me great results. And make, you know, to this day, even 11 years later, I just feel so excited by the results I'm able to secure for our clients. I still get like just this morning, we got a, a press placement in a magazine and I got the advanced PDFs and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to share this and put it on our website. And I know the client's going to put it on their website. It's still that exciting. So I know that the more that I put into it, the better results I get out of it. And so the hard work just feels very natural. Very cool. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great, great feeling. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about PR. Because, you know, we, we, I'm in the direct response space, digital marketing space. So and I know people that do like digital PR and there's this back and forth is PR. Does PR still work? And um, obviously it works. You're getting people success. But uh, tell me, how has it changed? Because you've been doing it now through the cusp of the whole digital marketing era, right? Yeah. So you've seen it change. You've seen it really change. How has it changed and how do people have to look at it in a different way? Oh, it's changed dramatically. So when we first started, all of our clients were seeking out print placements and TV placements. And that was kind of the coveted thing was getting your product in a print magazine. And we still love that. It feels so kind of tangible and official when you're in a magazine. But those opportunities are so few and far between and you're competing with advertisers. Um, and there, it used to be this complete separation of church and state where you work with editorial and they were completely separate from the advertising team. And there was really no, it was like the editorial freedom and um, they really only kind of placed products that they really believed in and advertising was no guarantee you would get an editorial. Now, because magazines are really, you know, folding, folding all together or folding, you know, and I promote a lot of baby brands. A lot of them are getting acquired by other baby magazines and they're kind of folding up on each other, um, you know, based on the kind of digital world. So those, opportunities are so few and far between and you're competing with advertisers. So we've always paid attention to online. And the value there is that it's a lot more um, trackable and traceable with links back to your site. You could see promo codes. You can um, offer different promotions. And that's actually more measurable than print ever was. Um, So we like the digital shift a lot. The opportunities are more abundant. There's a lot of um, a lot more outlets, a lot more publishers out there, and um, they publish every day. They're looking for content every day, as opposed to a monthly magazine. And um, we also have seen, kind of anticipated, this power of influencer marketing and how much of an impact they can they can make. Um, you know, it's kind of like that popular kid in school and they wear a cool outfit and everybody then wants that outfit. Well, this is the popular kid in school on like a global level and they have such an impact. And so we've always paid attention to influencers. Um, and in fact, a couple years back, maybe like seven, eight years ago, I thought, wow, I should set up an influence, influencer agency and connect um, influencers with brands. And I kind of envisioned how that would look before anyone was doing it. And I thought, you know, I have my other business. It's so full time and I want to focus on that. But I thought that's such a good idea. And of course, now they're everywhere. There's you know tons of agencies doing that. And it makes a lot of sense because brands want to connect 
and be affiliated with the right influencers. So we work in that in that space really well. I do understand both sides of it. The brands want to get as much reach unpaid as possible, but influencers have created this presence for themselves and they want to monetize that. And I understand that their presence online is a business. And so we work into it with both sides being considered. And I think that helps us be very successful in influencer marketing and online marketing for our clients because we try to really understand that other side and how our brands and products work into the um, you know websites or online publishers' objectives and the influencers' objectives. So we're able to kind of approach them in a way that makes a lot of sense for them. Interesting. So if and by influencers you mean pretty much anyone that has any type of following on social media, et cetera. Um, and their blog, and you know, it could be now that they cross over, but yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's tons of different influencers in in any kind of sphere that you're looking at. Um, you know, it could be could be anything. Like even some of the people that you follow um, that we were talking about before you <laughs> hit record on this uh, on this chat. Um, there, those marketers that we kind of follow their lead, you know, they're considered influencers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be anybody with any sort of an online following with, um, an expertise kind of based on their, um, their style, their, um, you know, uh, expertise in a certain, oh, you just got very close. Um, <laughs> their expertise <laughs> in a certain, um, <laughs> in a certain field. Um, it could be, you know, anything. And, and a lot of times they started out as bloggers and then they're using social media to amplify their reach and push people back to their blog. But what ultimately ends up happening is that they're, they're able to monetize their influence through their social media even better than they ever did with their blog. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that that's, yeah. And I, you know, cause I do know some of those influencers out there and they're always talking about how they're going to monetize it right. and connecting with an agency like yourself um, really makes it a lot easier. Um, and, but you do know the products, right? You, you, you know, when you represent a product or a service, you know them, you know, I was looking through some of the stuff you did. You're not representing anyone. You're representing stuff that you use, right? Yeah, generally. So we, we typically focus on baby and children's brands and that's, uh, the expertise sort of got, um, established for me very, very fortunately, the very first company that I worked with was a baby brand, very well-known baby brand and kind of established us as experts in that space. We had a lot of success with them. A lot of the celebrity placements you've seen came from that. And a lot of brands kind of seek that out based on the results that we've gotten. So we've developed this expertise. I just picked up my biggest client, which is a $150 million baby brand, international brand. And that kind of came and they wanted a smaller agency because we are quicker and we're, we're more agile and nimble and we're able to really focus on this in online world. And we have these great relationships where it's like a bigger agency feels a little more corporate, a little more detached from what's really happening in digital. So we're, we're lucky there. And then on the other side, I, my passion is the beauty and cosmetics industry. And that was the very first client that I worked with unpaid was a, a cosmetics brand. It was a fragrance company. And um, I just love that industry. We also just picked up a, a new skincare line we're announcing on social media today. So that to me is like my passion. I really enjoy it. I love the baby brands as well. So we are we are primarily on the brand side. And after so many years of doing this, I can look at a company 
and say, I think this is cool. I think their products are great. I believe in this because essentially PR is like a very specific type of selling. So we're kind of selling the concept of the brands and how great they are, how innovative they are, how effective they are to the media. So for us to be effective in that, I want to believe in it genuinely. And so I can look at a brand and say, yes, we're going to crush it. This is going to be awesome. Our, our um, contacts are going to love it. And it adds value to what our contacts are doing. Or I could say, you know what? I think we're going to have a really hard time with this. And I don't want to set up this brand for failure, kind of knowing that maybe it wouldn't, ma- wouldn't match well with our contacts and what they're trying to accomplish. So I really look at it from both sides. Do we like it? Do we believe in it? But also, will our contacts enjoy the pitches we're sending their way? Because otherwise, you know, they'll take it, but they're going to want to get paid a lot of money to integrate it into their, you know, their blog or their social media. So we're trying to come at them with products that they genuinely love anyway, and they're willing to place them for free or for very little fee because it it matches their aesthetic or it matches what their um, their vibe and tone is. Gotcha. Gotcha. So now you're, I mean, obviously you're working with a $150 million brand. You're everyone's not gonna be able to work with you. Everyone that's listening. To this isn't gonna be able to work with you, but you're helping people otherwise, right? You're, you've got, you're doing a few things to help people um, that either want to do this for themselves or do it for other people. Yes. Oh yes. Thank you so much for bringing this up. So I, I've always wanted to help as many entrepreneurs as I can. And, you know, now I have kids and my time, you know, all of our time is valuable, but I've had to say if I'm not earning money or doing something to um, grow my business or my clients' businesses, I can't really spend a lot of time. You know, I can't talk to entrepreneurs when they call for an hour. I wish I could. Um, And before I had kids, I would do that because I really enjoyed it. But now I realize that I'm either paying somebody to help manage my, you know, my kids um, schedules and I'm not with them. If I'm spending time talking to somebody, you know, just kind of people say, pick your brain. And I know we all sort of (laughs) (laughs) not really that that expression. But so I um, I've always been seeking out a way to help other entrepreneurs. And I recently founded a Facebook group called Generation Entrepreneurs. It's been about two months. There's about 550 active members. And when I say active, they're asking great questions. They are um, helping each other out. They're giving people resources based on their experience. And I'm answering every question. I'm reading every comment. And I do weekly training in this group. And it's a private Facebook group. But I'm growing it because I'm seeing the value in having a community of very active and like-minded entrepreneurs. And um, it's been it's been awesome. So for example, this week we had somehow we had four um, questions that all related to the same topic. And so I created a training um, yesterday. I went live for like a 20 minute training on how to promote yourself for, for um, expert segments and expert articles, how to reach out, how to position yourself, where to find the contacts. And I just shared all my secrets. I mean, I just want to help as many people. I want to give people the tools and the know-how that we've gotten from the last 11 years of doing this and give them the opportunity to grow their businesses without having to work, you know, on a retainer with an expensive agency or, you know, basically kind of catapult them to the next level using our expert know-how. That's so cool. And it's Generation Entrepreneurs is the name of it? Yeah. If you search um, Facebook Generation Entrepreneurs, you'll find it. And um, the URL is actually facebook.com slash groups slash Generation Insiders. I probably have to 
choose more of a direct custom do- custom URL for that. Yeah. But we'll put, uh, we'll put it in the show notes. And oh, just if, if anyone's listening, that's generation with a J, not a G, with a yeah. J. So for my name, um, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't obvious. You, but you know how to spell. <laughs> yeah, I do. But um, and I'll and I'll accept the people into the group, and and I'm realizing just the questions are so awesome and they're really, I mean, I'm in that, in that like lie awake at night, can't shut your brain off phase again with this group because I'm going through all of the stages of all these different entrepreneurs. And, you know, like, so I've had my business for 11 years and it's humming along and it's growing and it's, it's great. And I love it still to this day. I love it as much as I did when I started, but you kind of don't have that newness anymore. But now I'm experiencing all these phases of entrepreneurship through our members of our our insiders community. And it's just like completely re- reinvigorated my passion for my own business. Very cool. And that's a, it's a great, you know, what I like about your story about that too is that's the perfect time for someone to be creating a course. And I see so many people out there creating courses that didn't do anything. But you have 11 years of prime experience that now you're going to share with people and you, you are creating a course, right? Yes. Yeah. Thanks for mentioning that too. Um, I am, I am all about actionable tip driven how to step by step. I just want to give people the plan about how to get their brand in the media using our tried and true tactics. And um, I've used these tactics to promote our clients' products, and I've also used them to grow my own business. So pitching myself um, for Business Insider and Yahoo and Entrepreneur Magazine and Fast Company and Inc. And sorry to name drop all these things, but um, I was profiled. Don't be sorry. Those are big names. I know. And um, and Forbes, I had my tips um in a, in a Forbes article, I reached out to the writer and I, I really liked her content and I was engaging with her on social media, sharing her articles. And I really saw how I could fit into her, her articles and lend my expertise and obviously establish myself with more credibility by being featured in Forbes. Um, and so I pitched her and, um, I just wrote up and an a whole range of tips and thought maybe she would choose one and quote me, but she ended up publishing my entire email, changing the tone. So it sounded more like an interview, but literally tip for tip, line for line. And it was like, she didn't even tell me she was going to do it. She just dropped it on like a Saturday and I got a Google alert and I was like, what the, and I, I was on cloud nine and it was incredible. So I want to share how to do this with entrepreneurs because it can be done. It's so easy. And it really does establish your credibility to be, to use the media to feature you as an expert and share your ideas um, and also to feature your brands. And so, you know, I taught myself, I'm self-taught. I switched from law to this without any formal training whatsoever. Um, You know, it's, it's, there are best practices and I've, I've boiled them down after 11 years of doing this. And I just really want to give entrepreneurs in the beginning stages, the, the know-how so they can grow their businesses. What an amazing resource. I mean, I'm excited to get into the Facebook group and ask questions. Um, to have you and please feel free to answer questions. There's a, there's a lot of stuff in there that you would be like, Oh, I know how to answer that. So 
you know, don't wait for me. I'm noticing I'm learning a lot from the ex- various experts in there. We have like one of the foremost Instagram experts, um, Jen Herman. She's a social media, Jen's trend. She's a social media expert and she'll drop some knowledge bombs and we're just like, boom. Yeah. All right. There's some good people in here. So please contribute. I will. I will for sure. Um, what do you see at, when it comes to PR? What's the what's the biggest question that can yield the biggest result for someone? What's the question you get the most common question that like someone could do something right away and, and have some results? Um, so I think it's about mindset in the beginning, just really understanding that you have what it takes to get these expert segments, um, you know, just like anybody else that's out there, just kind of focusing your message and going for it because you, the worst thing someone can do is say no. And generally they just won't say anything. Maybe they won't answer at all. It's not, not like someone's going to write you back and be like, lose my number. You're the worst. I hate you. You know, it's not like that. You'll just put your pitch out there and more than any, more than likely you won't hear anything. And then you'll check in again with some new information and you'll probably hear back and you'll hear something maybe like not at this time, but please reach out in a couple months. We were focusing on this. So I tell people just focus small and, you know, feeling overwhelmed about all of the things that you want to accomplish, just make a, make a wish list, a very focused, targeted, small wish list, and really go after those outlets and try to build on it cumul- cumulatively. So I have clients that will say to me, I want to be on the Today Show. Well, that's great. I would love for you to be on the Today Show, but they're not going to put you on until you have on-air experience, live experience, and they can see in your reel that you're telegenic, you can carry a segment. So let's go ahead and start with local segments and let's get a lot under your belt and put together a reel and then pitch for the Today Show. And the Today Show, they're looking for experts. If you have a unique angle and you have a story that you can pitch them that's exciting and different, they would love to hear from you. I know they would love to hear from you. Producers tell us all the time they're looking for people that have a unique perspective that they can feature, but you have to build up to it. So start small, be focused, keep the mindset that you have everything it takes to be successful at this. And also just know that the worst thing that they can do is say no. And they probably won't tell you no. People don't say no. I mean, you know, I built a whole business on the fact that the worst thing people can do is say no. And generally they say yes, or they, they don't say anything or they say not at this time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's, I mean, that's great. And I, we preach mindset. I mean, I, I have morning mindsets, marketing mindsets because mar- so much of marketing, it's not the tactic. It's the mindset and people want the tactic and they'll come to you for the tactic, but it's yeah. really the mindset, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And um, so on that note, you know, I think that's a great tip, and I'm sure you express a lot of that in Generation Entrepreneurs in the Facebook group. And uh, I mean, if anyone's listening to this, they'll probably be in it. Um, but what? So I want to ask you a little bit more about you. So now you're you're switching, you're changing, and we talked a little bit about how you're 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 building your list, etc. What mindset are you working on right now? Um, well, I wouldn't say I'm changing because my retainer business, my full-time client business, I mean, I am changing, but that's still going strong. It pays the bills. It's growing. It's awesome. I still love it. And we have awesome clients. I mean, great clients, like the best we've ever had. Um, And so now that I feel very comfortable in that business, so I've been focusing on, you know, how can I help smaller businesses? And for me, it's, the mindset for me is about adding value 
all the time. Um, it is about how I can, if somebody is going to give me the time of day to pay attention to what I'm saying, I want it to be packed with value, be actionable and no fluff. And so, That's so great. it's hard, you know, it's hard because we also kind of take for granted what we know, mm-hmm. um, you know, so you have to kind of come back from a mindset of, okay, how teaching is different than doing. And so I have to come from a mindset of, okay, now I'm teaching these concepts. I'm not just doing them. So how do you boil down your expertise into actionable steps that somebody with no experience doing what you know how to do can actually accomplish what you set out? So my whole goal is to give people results if they take the action that I ask them to. So it's about adding value and boiling it down into a way that will actually get people the results I say they're going to get. That You said so much there that's important for people to listen to. And if you're listening to this, back it up, listen to that again. Because <laughs> it, it's not only about providing value, like you said, but you have all this this track record, this amazing track record underneath you. You've got a very successful business, but you're still not like, hey, just listen to me, you know, because I'm Jen and I've done all this stuff. <laughs> you're, you're still want actionable value. And I hear that so much from people that, well, they should just know that I'm the best. And and that's huge. I, I love that you're working on that. And one other thing I, I want to remark on, because it's so important, is for people to remember that because you know so much and you are an expert that you still have to come back to that beginning point if you're going to teach anyone, right? If you're going to mark yourself and it's, it's ultra critical. And it's challenging. It's really challenging. I actually, um, after I stopped practicing law for the first couple of years that I was, um, running my PR business, I felt a little bit kind of insecure, like, okay, well, why would anybody hire a lawyer to do their beauty PR? You know, what gives me the, the expertise to do that? So I actually got a job teaching at FITM, which is here in Los Angeles. It's the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. And I taught principles of entrepreneurship. And that was the hardest thing I have ever done is teaching teaching to a group of people that are creatives and they're not interested in learning how to write a business plan. And I had just come from law school where my colleagues went to, you know, Stanford and Harvard. And I was like the dumb one because I went to UC Santa Barbara and I was <laughs> ding dong. Right. So, so I'm used to this level of like focus and, and, um, and, you know, people willing to work hard to accomplish things. And I had a hard time taking what I knew how to do and, tailoring the message to a very actionable um, step-by-step. It was a very humbling experience. And so now I realize that what I'm trying to accomplish again through digital courses is that distilled down step-by-step approach to teaching a skill that you have to assume the people, I mean, obviously they're smart. If it's an entrepreneur and they've started a business, they're an expert in their field, they're going to be smart enough to accomplish what I'm teaching them. It's my job to put it into actionable steps. And I don't want to be one of these people that sells the product and just never checks in again and doesn't care. I want to know that that person's going to go through it, get results and say, that was the best, you know, whatever X dollars that I spent because I already made that money back based on one press mention that I secured for myself. And now it's a cumulative impact and it's only going to grow on itself and help me grow my business. So that's the most important thing for me with all that in mind. It's guiding, it's guiding my mindset and all the content that I put out there. Oh, that's great. I mean, I can only imagine how valuable the content will be. Um, 
And it, it, that's such a great mindset. And anyone listening, anything that you're putting out there, that's what it's got to be. It's got to be valuable, actionable, and you have to be able to – you have to think about your audience and who they are and, and make it actionable for them. And they shouldn't have to come to your level. You're going to their level, which is so, so critical. Um, so, you know, on a personal note, um, do you read a lot? And if so, what, what books are you reading right now? Um, well, I do, um, not as much as I would like at the end of the day, when I tuck my kids into bed, my husband and I always just like watch TV and then we pass out. That sounds familiar. (laughs) Yeah. Like download your, you know, just kind of like clear your mind. Um, so the business book that I'm reading right now, I'm, I'm very interested in, um, productivity and kind of, um, enhancing my creativity and I read a lot of kind of productivity books. And the one I'm reading now is Manage Your Day-to-Day, um, Build Your Routine, Find Your Focus, and Sharpen Your Creative Mind. And it's by the founders of Behance. Mm-hmm. And it's like a little small book. It's a little guide. But there's a lot of little gems in there that I'm using to help um, guide my own business. Because right now, you know, through social media, I'm shifting my focus to you know, rather than attract a retainer client and show like, oh, look at how great our PR agency is. I want to add value. There's that kind of mindset again um, for, um, you know, small businesses. So we're, we're giving out, you know, weekly tips, um, weekly quotes, um, tech tools that we use. Like I want everything to be like a valuable nugget. And so in order to con- continually put out great creative content, we have to, figure out like how to incorporate all that and into our routine and make it kind of almost, almost automated. Because again, we always talk about consistency and I preach consistency and, um, having that consistent content has really built my social media following really well. And so I want to continue, like if I've attracted these people to follow me for a certain reason, I want to continue to give them that value that they've come to me for. So the book has kind of helped me to do that. It also gives me some gems that I can share with my audience as well. And, you know, so that's my current mindset. My husband just read, um, rich dad, poor dad. Mm -hmm. And, um, now he's all about like, we got to buy property. We've got to have income generating assets that just work in the background. And I'm like, okay, let's just go out and buy property. Like, okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But he's, he's all about it. So he's always reading books about how to, you know, invest better and, um, you know, we save and we don't spend money that we don't have, which is, you know, I think we're in a good place there, but, um, you know, we're kind of both working on different sides of, of it. So we're, if we do read, I'm like, what are you reading? And what are you reading? And he's like, I have no interest in that. And I'm like, I have no interest in that. Just, just give me the gist of it, boil it down. So yeah, that's great. I'm just always, I'm, I, my, I'm always forcing my wife. I'm like, here, you've got to read this. You got to read this. And, and she never does. Yeah, I'm just like, tell me, tell me what it says. Tell me what you need from me. And he said to me, well, I'm, I'm reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And one of the um, philosophies is about having your own business and about, you know, there's a lot of write-offs when you have your own business and there's a lot of like benefits to being self-employed. And he's like, you figured this out a long time ago because he was in a company um, for, for years, total career man for years. And he just started his own business last year. And he's, you know, you're my entrepreneurial, um, like, 
like spirit animal. I don't know, my entrepreneurial guide, because you've figured this out and you're successful at it and you're in you know, you're very inspirational to me. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, that's that's a nice thing to hear. Yeah. So, so it's fun to kind of now again, I'm inspired by seeing him grow his business and all the passion he has and the late nights up where you can't shut your mind down because he's in that beginning stage and it's like, he's crushing it. It's, it's awesome to see. So, so cool. Yeah. That's Two entrepreneurs it. with very expensive health care. That's really the only <laughs> privately insuring our whole family. But other than that, it's it's totally worth it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a big part of it. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, all the stuff you're talking about that you were just mentioning too before about quotes and stuff, all, all that stuff going into the Facebook group. Um, yeah, it is. Um, so Mondays we do like motivation Mondays, we create a branded graphic with a quote and we kind of discuss how we can apply that quote to your business. And so it's, it's, um, it's really kind of forced me to look into the world of like inspiring, you know, people that are sharing great content and, and, um, sharing, you know, current leaders like Sheryl Sandberg and, um, and Tina Fey. I just like, you know, one of my favorite quotes from her is, um, don't waste your energy trying to change opinions, do your thing and don't care if they like it. Um, you know, cause I just kind of do my thing, put it out there. And if you're not into it, then that's cool. You know, you can find somebody else to follow. But, um, so we do share that on social media and, um, that's every Monday we share it in, in the Facebook group as well. So it's always going to be on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Very cool. And um, so we'll have that in the show notes. I have one last question for you. I always ask people, what's your favorite quote? And you just told me one of them. Is that your favorite one from Tina Fey? Um, I I sure like that one. Um, I think we kind of touched on this already, but um, I really think about this one all the time from Albert Einstein. Strive not to be a success, rather to be of value. And, um, you know, it's always coming back to that that mindset of like, how can I contribute and give back and, and do more and, you know, be, be of value. So I just now, like I mentioned before too, with my time and, and I just look at other people's time, especially you're growing a business and you have so much on your plate. And if you're going to check into somebody's expertise to help guide you through a certain hurdle in your business, all of that content should be valuable and actionable and produce results. And so I try to keep that in mind for everything that I put out there. You know, people's time is valuable and they only have so much bandwidth and they're going to give you a little bit of time. And if they get results based on what you're sharing, they're going to come back. And if they feel like you're, you know, not really adding any value, they'll move on. And so it's my hope to continue to add value and give people, you know, actionable results. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jen, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, once again, if you want to uh, join the Facebook group, it is. can you tell me again that URL if someone's driving around so they can type it while they're driving? Oh, please don't do that. <laughs> so um, it's facebook.com slash groups slash Generation Insiders spelled with a J. Or you can just search Generation Entrepreneurs and you'll find it. Um, yeah. Awesome. And you're... <laughs> you're and the name of your agency is Generation PR. We'd even say that. That's okay. <laughs> but uh, that is fantastic. Jen Burson, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, Ian. I really enjoyed chatting with you. It was fantastic. And uh, thank you all to the listeners for taking Jen and I on our journey. Make sure to check out that Facebook group. I mean, that's super valuable stuff. And uh, make sure to keep listening. And we'll have a lot more guests, hopefully as good as Ms. Burson. <laughs> thank you. 